All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're here for the uh, special little bonus episode. Oh, yeah. We're recording in the uh, in the midnights of a Friday night here on October 16th, which is our one-year anniversary. Yeah, it's a bit of a relaxed fit episode. Exactly. Gonna, <laughs> we're just sitting here. I'm yeah, si- got a beer in hand. Oh, yeah, I'm drinking a whiskey Coke out of a McDonald's cup. So oh, yeah, that's, that's, when you, that's when you know you're living classy. <laughs> that's right. This is quarantine drinking. <laughs> uh, but, yes, we've been doing it for one year. Uh, Which is nuts. 365 days, to be exact, as of today. To think when we started this, there wasn't a pandemic. Right. Oh, man, we were so innocent back (laughs) then. Right, what a time to be alive. Imagine just a young Paul and Eric. Uh, Young being (laughs) 2019. I was going to say. Back uh, when we were all young. Now uh, we're old. A spry 26. I feel like I've aged like 100 years in Um, in 12 months. (laughs) I think we all have. Yes. so Back back when we were young and spry back in the fall of 2019. Right. Back when... we still had a little bit of faith in humanity. <laughs> it was dwindling. <laughs> it was dwindling. It was very slim. Oh, yeah. I mean, we still had our president. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, and by the way, November's coming up. Please vote that motherfucker out. God, yeah. We have like two weeks, people. Don't get political. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Fuck Donald Trump. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a whole a whole year. Um, it, we started this. Our first episode came out October 16th, 2019. Yep. Uh, our first episode was Batwoman, uh, Elegy. Uh, I think we did uh, the we did Elegy. No, it wasn't Elegy first, was it? Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was Elegy. It was, and it was then the Greg Rucka one. Yep, yep, and then we went into the new Fifty Two. Yep, yep. Because that was right when that Batwoman show was starting, and we I think initially I remember texting this to you. I was like, "What should we start on?" There's two things running right now. There's a Batwoman show, and there's a Titan show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, I can't thank you enough that you picked Batwoman. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and that that ended up being like one of my favorite comics we've done too. Yes, I'm so happy we did that. That was yeah. a, a great way to start mm-hmm. it off. And it might even show up because uh, what we're gonna do this oh, yeah. week is uh, we're gonna rank kind of almost like a little bit of an award show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the books and all of the movies we've done over this course of uh, of one year. Yeah, we're gonna kind of rank them and decide what our favorites are so far just out of those ones so the qualifier was up until last week so last week we did alien and uh and dead orbit mm-hmm. so definitely go back and check that out that's the last one that'll qualify next week will be uh uh rules for next year oh yeah so yeah we, we started out with batwoman that, that was really fucking solid we did that for like five weeks uh going through the whole thing yeah that was it was worth it because that was originally going to be our plan was to fucking uh review things as they were coming out yeah. or like preparing for movies like we did that for birds of prey like we watched a, a a bunch of Birds of Prey stuff and read some Birds of Prey books leading up to the movie. Yep. That was the last chance we got to do that. I know. I mean, at least it was a good one to go out on. It was, yeah. Or at least for the time being. I keep seeing that Twitter question, like, what was the last movie you saw in theaters? And every time I, I'm like, oh, it was Birds of Prey. You know I know. It, it really sticks out. <laughs> everyone's answer is always the same. It's either Birds of Prey or it was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, God. I feel bad for people that that was their last I- movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad one to go out on. Right. It's like, no, forget it. I'm done with the theater. Yeah, honestly. And <laughs> I it, hope it, they all go out of business. <laughs> I hate thinking about it, but God, I can't even, I can't imagine the next time I'm going to be at a movie theater, which is think, sad. Do you think the coronavirus happened because of Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly didn't help. It certainly didn't it help. It expedited the process. <laughs> oh, yeah. It went, gotta go fast. Definitely exacerbated. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, one day we could do the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. There are Sonic comics. True. I mean, it'd definitely be worth a laugh. I I have some friends who have gone through and read all the Sonic comics, and it's a trip. I I can't imagine those being good. I tell you right now, you can't imagine anything about them. I I was going to say. What you're imagining now, no. 
<laughs> I was, I, I'm trying to imagine like what the tone of that would be, and I can't it's place it. Too serious is what I think the tone is. Really? I have not read it. See that that's the last thing I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the hedgehogs are being killed. <laughs> yeah, like uh, seeing Sonic as like a, a down, like trodden, like kind of grifty dude. Like that just just seems like a weird. Imagine take. like Geralt of Rivia, but he's a hedgehog and he's blue. Yeah, that's, that sounds bad. <laughs> Again, I have not read it. I could have the completely wrong take. Right. But for the screenshots I've seen, I was like, is this Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> he's dealing with his existential crisis. <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of like, reminds me of that Flintstones comic. It's like, we committed a genocide, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a Flintstones comic? Yeah, by oh, Mark no. Russell, who's a really, oh, that's right. one of my favorite writers, actually. Damn. That, that'd Apparently, be worth it's very out. good. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, because when, we when I was making my list and everything, I was just poking around like, because there's a Wikipedia and some other stuff where it lists like all the adaptations of things from comics. And yeah. uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was one. Originally a comic or it was a comic afterwards? I don't know, but just either or, that's right. strange. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, I feel like um, a lot of comics, especially over like, at like Boom and like another other like kind of indie, indie places, they kind of yeah. take IPs and try to turn them into comics. Which I'm all about. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a bunch of like Transformers comics mm-hmm. and like G.I. Joe comics and shit like that. Yep. Um, I've heard the Transformers comics are very good, actually. I could definitely say that. So that's good. another one we could do down the line. Yeah, but then we'd have to watch the Michael Bay problem. No, we're not one. doing that, I promise you. We'll watch fucking Transformers Armada or something. I was going to say, there's, no. some, there's some decent animated shows. There's certain stuff I just don't want to do. No, that's, one that's definitely one of them. <laughs> Michael Bay, I'm like, how about no? I do not want to give Michael Bay any kind of no, freaking promotion. certainly not. Um, <laughs> Even if it's negative. Because I, I wanted to do a Ninja Turtle series, actually soon. That, I would love that's to do That's something I really want to do. Hell yeah. But I can tell you we're not going to do the Michael Bay movie. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. We've no. got to do the originals. You know, oh, you know what? I'd love to do those like 90s uh, Ninja Turtles movies. Hell yeah. I, I only vaguely remember them because I watched them as kids and I loved them. Oh, yeah. And I just definitely. remember like fucking anthropomorphic turtles just slobbering down pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, that brings brings back good vibes for me for some reason. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, it's a good memory. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was one thing I was going to ask you, too. I, I was going to ask you this at the end, but I figure we, we, we've segued into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are there any like uh, series that you want to do, like that you know you already have planned that you want to cover like it, sometime in year two? Um, the schedule's wide open. I'm not expecting any movies to come out in 2021. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the top two I, could, I can definitely think of is Steel. Oh, because yeah, that's I gotta, what we talked about for so long. I gotta see that Shaq movie. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. it uh, Steel is one I've been th- wanting to do forever. Like a- Anytime we have a one-week gap, I'm like, should we do Steel this time? I know. I feel like it's been like on deck for a while. It has. But somehow like, we always just end up like jumping to something because it like catches us. Uh, the problem for me is I can't figure out what Steel comic I want to yeah, do. Yeah, that's always yeah. the thing. The yeah. movie is obvious. We're doing the Shaq one for oh, yeah. sure. Easily. Locked and loaded. <laughs> um... But yeah, if anyone has any recommendations for like a good um, one-off story for Steel, like even if, if it's one arc of a bigger run, or if it's like a Steel one-off, or like even a single issue, like mm-hmm. that that would solidify it. I would love to do that. Definitely. Um, I was looking at the Christopher Priest run, but reading a little bit of it, I can't find like a clear breaking, like a clear arc. Okay. Kind of seems like it just kind of keeps going and going into different shit. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it might end up being that. I do like Christopher Priest, so I'd be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, but. definitely. You've mentioned a couple to me, actually, that uh, have struck me Like when we've been discussing. I, I think you mentioned um, The Mask was one yep. you were thinking about for a while. Yeah, because I'm fuck, i blanking on the name. John Arcudi? 
Yep, him mm -hmm. and I think there's someone else notable that did a run the of the artist? mask too. No, oh, uh, like a different writer. run on it. I see. Yeah, I think there's some like a good writer that actually did a run, but I can't remember the name now. Yeah, John Arcudi was the one where I was like, "Holy shit, he did the mask!" Right. Uh, we've talked about it. John Arcudi is the mastermind behind BPRD. Yep. And to, in my honest opinion, most of he does most of the good shit in the Hellboy universe. Okay. Um, Mike Mignola does a lot, of, obviously, a lot of good Hellboy stuff, but yeah. I think John Arcudi is like BPRD was like the A plus book for me. I was okay. like, "Holy shit!" Like this is the shit right here. Friggin' um, oh no, I'm thinking of R.I.P.D. <laughs> there, there, there hasn't dude, been a no. there hasn't been a B.P.R.D. movie, has there? Uh, unless you count like uh, Hellboy, no. Yeah, that yeah. has not been because yeah. that's what we did when we did a Herb uh, go back and watch our Hellboy series. Yeah, we actually read B.P.R.D. Volume One when we watched Hellboy Two because Hellboy Two was the closest they got to a B.P.R.D. kind of feel because there's some characters from it that and Johann Schmidt is in it, who's only yeah. a B.P.R.D. character and Dymo and Dymo. Yeah, yep. good point. Oh, that was actually in the sequel. That was in Hellboy 2019. Oh, you're right, right. Yep. God, I forget Daimo's in that movie. Right. And he's I'm, an asshole. He is God, an damn asshole. It. Why did they have to do that to Daimo? Damn it. Right. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting because John Arcudi is obviously a writer who I greatly respect now. So it'd be interesting going back and seeing like The Mask is a movie I have wildly different impressions of based like John Arcudi is not the person I imagined writing that. Right. But then real, again, though. they also cast Jim Carrey. So maybe it ended up being way goofier than it was ever meant to be. I was going to... I'm. Like I feel like its initial like tone and nature is a bit goofy, but I really have no idea any like nature of the comics at all. Yeah, I guess we can find out. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, this is definitely recency bias. But so I just watched Akira, which I've been I've been yeah. hyping up. But freaking, I don't know how would how you've ever thought about it, but like doing like a manga and then like I a manga that, adaptation. I, I think that fits. Like, that's manga always, or comics. Yeah, that's it's always as like comics a, as anything else is. Those are always options down the road. For sure. I, I would love to because I've heard great things about the Absolutely, Akira manga. Because yeah. the way we kind of do it, this is a little behind the scenes thing, is we'll usually try to like switch off weeks of who picks what what. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we'll disagree on something and we'll just do it anyway. Oh yeah. Um, but a lot of times I'll be like, oh, what do you think? And like, what should we do this week? It's totally up to you. And, yep. and we'll kind of put the ball in someone else's court. Yeah, yeah. So next time that comes up, by all means, give me, give me some good anime to watch. You're, I'll defer to your judgment on that one. Yeah, definitely. Or yeah, if anyone has any recommendations, I'll, I'll take them. Yeah, day. and I'll, I'll call it out now. If if this is your first episode joining us, some people like to jump on on the anniversary episodes. Oh yeah, if this is your first time joining us, usually what we'll do is we'll read one comic book and then watch an adaptation based on that comic book. We'll do that in one week and then just kind of talk about them both. Um, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes the comic book is an adaptation of the movie, like yeah, last week. Whichever came first. Yeah, like last week we watched the Alien movie and then ended up reading an Alien comic. Obviously the movie came first in that instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we did the same with Power Rangers as well. So anything qualifies. As long as there's one in the other, Yep, it works for us. Like The Witcher, for example, is a wild example. Like that would work too. That'd be great to do. Um, yeah, because then, then there's like rare, one, the rare ones like that that are like a trinity where there's comics movie or tv show and video games yeah that's true i mean that's for a lot of them actually yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles for one um there's a, a podcast who i think we're going to be guest uh guest appearing on soon at least we've been talking uh, about right. the, the play comics podcast again yep. i would highly recommend them they're uh awesome dudes over there hell yeah um they they kind of do what we do they they came before us they're they kind of like talk about uh adaptations of video games to comics like they'll okay. do like you know any batman video game any like uh superman video game anything like that mm -hmm. um so i think we we've been talking to to them about appearing on there and like what thing we want to do yep i think i have my idea there's a hellboy video game are you serious there is no way yes i, I watched... when did it come out uh, it came out around the time the Hellboy movie came out. Okay. And I looked at the gameplay. It doesn't look abysmal. Really? It, yeah. It doesn't look, like, terrible. Yeah, I mean, every now and then there are, like, 
serviceable like uh, movie or comic inspired video games that just the studio just pops out out of nowhere. It does remind me of like that used to be a whole trend. You remember that? Oh, definitely. I think video. I think video games used to be cheaper to make. Yeah, because oh, yeah. there was a whole trend in like the early two thousands, mid two thousands, where. Anytime a big movie came out, there was always some shitty ass like video game that came out alongside of it. Yep, it was like hey, you, there, there were some there were some gold stars. Sometimes out there. it's a gem. Spider Man, the original Spider Man yep. game, was that? It was oh, a tie in. Yeah. yeah, dude, the the Spider Man two video game. I remember it was like one of my favorite on PS two back that's in the day. The, that's the most classic example. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's there's other like I, I there was but there's bad examples. Too, I like, just found out recently when I talked to you about it, but there was a blade a couple blade video games. Oh yeah, when those movies right. came out, that, yeah. and they looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they looked awful. <laughs> yeah, it can't be worse than uh, than Blade Two or Blade Three. Oh no, no. And I think my the best one or my favorite one that I can think of, not comic related but movie, is uh, the Lord of the Rings games. Oh, that's a good one. That, yeah. Those ones are those really ones fun. were solid. They like, were because they were like dungeon crawlers. Yeah, because right? you got to like them. you could do like co op and you could have like three friends. You could be Legolas, uh, uh, Aragorn, and Gimli, and you just freaking hack and slash through Middle Earth. And it yeah, was they kind of felt hell. like Baldur's Gate a little bit, like yeah. the old Baldur's Gate, not yeah, the yeah. new one. Yeah, yeah, just the the dungeon crawl. Yeah, dungeon crawl, hack and slash. You yep. get like some abilities, kind of like uh, Diablo-ish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because like in in the Two Towers game, you literally got to do the Battle of Helm's Deep. Like it was so. Oh, badass. I remember that. Yeah, and you yeah. were like taking out trolls and shit. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I yeah, love sure. those games. Um, some of the ones I had on my list here, I did actually write these down. Um, oh, yeah. For ones I want to do next year, these are just some random ideas. I mentioned the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles is, is one I wanted to do for a little bit because I was super surprised when I started reading these. I was like, holy shit. These are just Daredevil comics. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I really want to start digging into those comics because I like. I feel like there's a lot of areas you could explore with it that. It is because it's basically just like a little bit lighter Daredevil. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's just like, you know, Ninja in New York kind of thing. Yep. Um, and Daredevil's my favorite, one of my, maybe my favorite superhero. So it's like, that's, mm-hmm. it was an easy in for me. It was, it's really cool. God, I'm shocked we haven't gotten a Daredevil yet. We did. We did one. Oh, yeah. Of Daredevil. Wait. I, well, not the movie. We haven't done a deep dive yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think at the start of the podcast, we had a whole, like, series where anyone who left, like, an Apple review podcast got yep. a free request. That was Oh, that's right. Yep, did, yep. Yeah. Hell yeah, that was worth it. We watched, like, the first four episodes of the Daredevil show and then watched, uh, or then read, um, Born Again yeah. by Frank Miller. Yeah, that yep. was a great run. Yep. And that was actually one of the other ones I was going to mention is a Daredevil two-parter. We might actually be doing this really soon. Yep. Because the idea I had for a, a Daredevil two-parter we could do was it would be kind of focused on both Daredevil and Elektra. We could read Frank Miller's, like, it was one of the first arcs he did actually writing. Because in Daredevil, Frank Miller was actually the artist on that book before he picked up the writing. Okay. Like, he, he's the uh, he's the artist for the writer who comes before it, and then he takes over writing and doing the art. In that first arc that he does, it's, like, all about Elektra and, like, introducing her and, like, what she is. And it's all about, like, her and Bullseye and Daredevil. Oh, really? And it's really, really good. Yeah. Damn. So, so I think we'll read that, that arc, and then watch the, <laughs> watch the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Yeah, and Luke Luke was telling me I didn't realize this, but there's a director's cut of that movie. Yeah, which uh, apparently is supposed to be serviceable. So yeah, that's which my, I had no idea. So my plan is, and I'm not going to make you do this, but just because you're going to watch too both. much time, I'm going to yeah, watch yeah. them both because I hate myself. I mean, I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch the bad one, and like if I got time, I'll definitely yeah. stick around and watch. Because I would a like to one. see what the differences are. Because sometimes I don't know if the director's cut is just cutting out all the unsavable scenes and yeah, just yeah. keeping the rest, or if they had scenes that they didn't show in the theatrical cut that made that it are, better. Yeah, that are actually like because that's a little more impressive to me. Where it was like, oh, they cut out the good stuff. Yeah, because there there are a lot of times where studios 
also trim it down just for timing and stuff like that. And, like that makes it right. Worse, it's like but... oh, the movie's seventy minutes. <laughs> yeah, but then other times it's just like shitty scenes that the director really wanted in that the studio like agreeably was like, no, we can't have this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Suicide Squad. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great example. <laughs> Definitely. Like how are all these Jared Leto scenes need to go? <laughs> <laughs> like no, let's save the movie. But then like... Jared Leto's barely in the movie. It's a it's a risk we're willing to take, <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually did Suicide Squad. That was way back. Yeah, um, that was back in uh, that was before Birds of Prey. That yeah, was back it was. before we even on lockdown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because we uh, we had Dan from the Super Sons podcast come on. Oh, that's right. Um, because he he Harley Quinn's like one of his favorite characters. So I, yep. I was like, we need you on here. Uh, like, come help us with this. Oh yeah. And uh, he he likes that movie more than most people. And I think he brought up some good points about why it is like a little bit defendable. Yeah, yeah. But Jared Leto, God, did he have to make that movie so bad? Like, if he wasn't in that, I think it could be defendable. Oh, definitely. There are like some because it's a bad movie, but like there's some. Some people in that movie worked hard to try to make it good. Yeah, there's some good takeaways from it. Yeah, but like, yeah, as a composition, it does. It's not. But good. man, did Jared Leto make that a net loss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and the fact that they had it edited by like a freaking like a trailer company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. That's one of the biggest sins. And plus, Ayer by himself is just not one of my favorite movie makers. Yeah. yeah. Because after the Dark Knight, they were just like it, he he just got so much work, and it cr- like spawned the whole Zack Snyder Ayer kind of DC universe. Like, yeah, stop! They I failed know. more times than they succeeded. <laughs> stop! <laughs> just because one hits doesn't mean they're all good. Yes, exactly. Like maybe Nolan was the reason it was good. Maybe Heath Ledger was the reason it was good. Just yeah. maybe, maybe. <laughs> on some of the other ones I have on my list, um, one thing I do want to maybe do in year two, especially is because um, we've mentioned a lot of the series, a lot of the series that we'll do, we'll mention like, oh, we're going to dive into this book a little bit. I'm sure we'll pick it up again later. Yep. Um, but we haven't done that a lot yet. We've yep. been mostly digging into new shit because we're just getting started. As we did, I mean, if we do Daredevil soon, that'd be the first time. Be, yep. And and I was going to bring that up because another one I'd like to finish would be to do the rest of Superman. Oh, hell yeah. Because we watched the Definitely. first two Superman movies. We only got two left. Maybe three if you count uh, the Christopher Reeves one, or not the, um, sorry, the Brandon Ruth one. Yeah. Because that's technically in the same universe. That's technically Superman 5. Well, are you going to count Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman too? Uh, we'll maybe get to those. <laughs> I just, I, my only fear is I don't want to attract the Snyder bros. Yeah, yeah. The Snyder bros are the worst. Especially with the Snyder cut on the horizon. And, and let me be clear, there's a difference between liking the Snyder movies and being a Snyder bro. Oh, yeah, totally. The Snyder bros are the ones who fucking harass people. Are like, the Snyder cut's the only acceptable cut. Yeah. And goddamn you if you disagree with me. <laughs> like, that's a Snyder bro. If oh, you yeah. like the movies and you, like, by all means, like what you like. I mean, I don't think they're offensively bad. Oh, no. But, I mean, I they're bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's some Scott Snyder movies I enjoy. I still um, enjoy Watchmen. Yeah, I think Watchmen is... It's not a it's not a perfect movie by any means, yeah, but I, it's still and, and a, miss, entertaining. I think Zack Snyder is great visually. Storytelling-wise, he's got a lot of weaknesses. Like, I think, oh, yeah. I think he misses the point with that Watchmen movie in a lot Definitely. of different parts. Yeah, Like, yeah. it's all about, like, yeah, break the bones, yep. snap the fingers. Like, yeah, like, oh, it looks great, but, right. like, it's just a lot of jumbling mess in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 like, by the end, I feel like it missed a lot of the points Alan Moore was... It was a lot less nuanced. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so that's my... Like, visually, I think he's fantastic. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, like, 300, I think, is still pretty dope. Like, oh, that, yeah. That might be my favorite movie of his. Yeah, it's up there. I, I didn't imagine we'd be ranking Zach Snyder movies here, but speaking of 300, <laughs> that's a comic we could do too. That's true. Yeah, yeah Frank Miller comic. Yep. Oh, that's very fair. Um, but I, I think we'll get to it because I, I think even I mean it's not like we haven't talked about worse movies. Oh, no, <laughs> that's I mean, to be fair, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I think we'll get to it eventually. I'm just trying to put some distance 
between me and the Snyder Cut a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do it right now. Yeah, exactly. That's my one thing. No, I agree. Oh, another idea I had was a uh, Avengers uh, series. We would do yeah. the, the, three Aven- or the four Avengers movies mm-hmm. and then talk about Hickman's Avengers, which you have not read yet. I know I haven't. Which I, I would to. really be excited to hear your thoughts on. That is, that's the is that War of the Realms or is that Jason Aaron? Oh uh, no, that's Jason Aaron's yeah, yeah. door. Yeah. Wh- which one's Hickman? Is that Secret War? Uh, yes. Okay. Secret War is the the, the ending of it. Gotcha. Because it's 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 the one I told you about where like there's the Illuminati in one book. Ah, yeah. And then yeah. there's the Avengers. The in Illuminati is the the other one, right? Yeah, he uh, Hickman has a thing where he likes to write two books at once, like Hoxpox. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, so it was the same thing. He d- he was writing new Avengers and Avengers at the same time, and they would cross over a lot. Okay. Uh, and it's and there's a cool dynamic in it too because uh, Tony Stark is in the Illuminati, yeah, yeah, and he's also on the team with Steve Rogers in the other book. Yep. So it's always like uh, Tony Stark being like, or Steve Rogers being like, "Oh, so Tony, where are you vanishing off to all the time? Nothing, no reason. <laughs> Don't worry about I'm it. I'm not doing anything." <laughs> Me and Black Panther and Namor aren't blowing up planets. Nothing, yeah, no, I, nothing I, at all. I really like that take. Mm-hmm. No, you, you would really like that because the Illuminati is full of like really... I think Hickman's biggest strength is writing intelligent, super intelligent assholes. Mm-hmm. That's his favorite character. I mean, God, he does it so well. Yeah, his Reed Richards is great. His Reed Richards is great. <laughs> his Xavier is amazing. Yep, that too. Um, his Tony Stark and his Namor and his Black Panther are all really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, he and his Beast is an asshole, but that's yeah. just how he is. So. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, I think I think that would be really fun to read, and they are reprinting that book. Uh, I've, I've been buying the trades as they come out. They actually printed the book uh, with the issues alternating. Like oh, Spots. cool. Yeah, oh, so nice. you can actually read it in the order it was meant to be read without oh, it being confusing. Yep. Nice. So I think that'd be a fun one to do, and there's like four Avengers movies, so we actually could get pretty deep into it. Yeah. Uh, and then Secret Wars is like maybe my favorite Marvel event ever. Okay. Because I think uh, comic book events in general tend to not be my favorite. Yeah. Um, because they usually are too bogged down, try to put in too many characters. Like you usually have like one page where it's like Moon Knight did a cool thing, but then he's not in the rest of the event. Yeah. So it's like it's this is not focused. Like yeah, yeah, I haven't read a ton of them, but my easily my favorite one that I have read is Final Crisis. Yes. Oh, that yeah. that's the best example. Of oh it. yeah. I, I actually I take that back. It's hard to say if between Final Crisis and Secret Wars, I think okay. Final Crisis is probably better. Gotcha. Final Crisis is just so fucking good. It's oh a masterpiece. We, you know, we could actually do Final Crisis. I would it, love it would be to a little that. bit of a stretch, but we could do the CW multiverse kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, or, we or, definitely have to split it up. Or find like a dark side uh, yeah. uh, adaptation. Oh, no. Are we going <laughs> to do the Snyder Cut? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, listen. The one way we might review the Snyder Cut is if I can also talk about Final Crisis. I was going to say. That, that would be worth it. <laughs> that would be the most lopsided episode we've ever done. <laughs> like, wow, Final Crisis. That's maybe the best comic I've ever read. Right. Now let's talk about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> be the biggest contrast between adaptation and book. Oh, man. Well, I think, what do you think is the biggest contrast between adaptation? This isn't one of our official awards that we're mm-hmm. going to do in a minute here, but what do you think is the biggest contrast between adaptation and book in a single episode? I know my answer. Oh, man. Like, what was, like, where one of them was really good? Well, which one, which, uh, which Hickman Fantastic Four did we watch? Which oh, that's a good one. We yeah, we, we read uh, Hickman's first run in Fantastic Four, and yeah. then we watched the 1994 unreleased Fantastic yeah, yeah. Four movie. Because that was a great. Uh, uh, Hickman Fantastic Four, but yeah, the movie obviously is <laughs> yeah. a hot pile of garbage. I think my answer <laughs> is when we um, did the Watchmen TV show and paired it with Doom. Oh, Clock. that's that's a good one. <laughs> that, that was the most, and not only that, but that was such a clear example of why 
those two things existed at once yep. and why one was so much better than the other. And it just shows like how someone can so far miss the so far like left miss the mark yes. of like the actual like narrative. Yeah, exactly. And and to this day I think we've talked about I think Doomsday Clock is the worst comic I've ever read. And I mean that. That the what for as far as what we've done on the show, that's easily, yeah. Yeah. And and I, I don't even I, I'm sure there are worse comics that exist. I just haven't read them because I know they're bad. Oh yeah, totally. Because there's certain comics that are just like everyone tells you never read them and you never do. Yep. But Doomsday Clock was something that was coming out and some people were liking it and I was like, I'll give it a shot. Like at, at face value, it seems like a great concept, but like it's just at yeah. the, at this point I'm just in the mindset that it's just like just stop touching Watchmen. Yeah. Just leave well, it be. It's a freaking piece of history. Like it is what it is. We don't need to expand off of yeah, it. Yeah, and to anymore. be honest, as good as the show was, even that probably shouldn't have been made. It should have been made, but it probably shouldn't have been Watchmen. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, like that Mor- could have been a show without it being a Watchmen intellectual Make property. it some kind of Watchmen-inspired dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Totally. But about masks even still. It could just be a superhero yep. general. It doesn't have to be Watchmen, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, And I, yeah, so I, I know that uh, Lindelof would probably not like me hearing that, but I'm sorry, Lindelof. It's true. It <laughs> I mean, not- I, still lo- I still love the show. Oh, it's very good. I think it's one of the best job. HBO shows I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Easily. I, I, I adore that show. Yeah. But still, I mean, I, on Alan Moore's side, I can definitely see why he'd be upset. Like, stop doing my shit you fucking assholes yeah i'd like al moore's a prick but i kind of don't blame him for I, it i don't even think he's a prick honestly <laughs> i think people just keep bugging him about superheroes and he keeps giving them the same answers like you asked me i know it he yeah. he's just his always go-to line is just like oh comic books are for kids and it's immature and blah 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 and he's entitled to that opinion I he is like, yeah. I'm, and i i know part of it's just tongue-in-cheek for the most part but yeah. it's like and just leave him alone yeah he's, he's a wizard just let him leave let him be <laughs> that's fair <laughs> And, and, and to be honest, because the only time he ever does those interviews is when he's, like, trying to promote something else he's doing. Like, yep. he's a novelist and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then everyone always asks him just to get, like, a, a an article. They're trying yep. to get a headline. Like, what do you think about superheroes nowadays? And he's like, well, you know how I feel, but here's my bite. I, yeah. I think they're dumb. Yeah. Like, what do you want to hear? <laughs> yeah, they just want their quote. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So a little bit of that's not his fault, I think. Oh, not at all. I don't yeah. blame him at all. And plus, I mean... I mean, just think of how much that guy's been walked over. Fucking Honest. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yep. Watchmen. Fucking Jeff Johns is out here shitting on his face every day. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I can't. I don't know how that dude freaking doesn't. Jump. I hope no one tells him about the three Jokers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> three Jokers. <laughs> oh, it's Killing Joke, but times three. Oh, stop God. it. Just stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Uh, oh my god and you saw tom king is doing a rorschach yes, book, right yes apparently he's like a militant leftist who murders people oh dear Christ. i'm like tom king why are you like this i don't oh my i god. don't that's almost worse than the jeff johns take it's bad enough that you're a war criminal <laughs> yeah she's bad enough you're a former cia yeah you gotta be out here fucking just shitting all <sighs> writing the same book over and over and over right and I say that, I think we actually will talk about his vision book. I think that's the best comic book he ever wrote. Okay. Um, and But the problem is that he just kept doing that book over and over <laughs> and over and over. <laughs> he's a one-trick pony. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't like Tom King as a writer. And I think as a person, he's probably questionable. Yeah, but, I, I don't know. Yeah, because he always talks about how like being in the CIA like gave him tr- neat tricks for writing. He's like, oh, I'm really good at writing secret agents. Like, how are you at writing war criminals? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, that goes pretty hand in Maybe hand. keep that one to yourself. That's not a, <laughs> a likable trait. Right. I feel like you're going to win over a very small portion of people with <laughs> a that. A certain very specific set of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to talk about that Rorschach book. That's God, sure. no. I have no interest in reading that. <laughs> um, what are some other ideas I had written down? Oh, you'll like this one. Morrison Batman. Oh, fuck That's yeah. That's an idea I have. Yep. 
What adaptation would you do for that? I mean, oh, where are we going to find a Batman adaptation? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was wondering, like, there's nothing, no there's nothing directly that. related. No. I was going to say, I would love to see a Zero and R no, adaptation. We, sh- we could do is we could just start at the beginning. We could just do all the Batman adaptations. and do could, that. Let's do Mass of the Phantasm. Oh, we could do that. Or we could do Adam West. That, yeah. <laughs> that uh, honestly, that would be a good time. That would be a good I time. Would I would love that. Yeah. I, I, cause there's, we haven't done really any Batman adaptation. We did the Dark Knight, yeah, by itself, yep. Um, but we have not really dug into Batman at all. I figured it was a uh, an already well tapped mine. I was gonna say, like yeah. everyone but knows that. Eventually, we'll get to it. Certainly, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a really good one because I mean, obviously, Morrison is probably maybe both of our favorite writers. I know he's yours. Oh yeah. For me, it's definitely really close, but probably. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I would love to get to that. And then, I mean, Final Crisis is kind of built into that. We're definitely going to do that one. Yeah, yeah, because his Batman run leads right into Final Crisis. Yep, exactly. And Final Crisis is probably, like, the best modern take on, like, Darkseid and, like, the, the new gods and whatnot. Definitely. Because the, the Jack Kirby new gods, very, very good. Um, Even for how old it is, it dates very well. Yep. Dude, uh, freaking, I'm, like, I'm a few issues away from being done with uh Seven Soldiers, which leads right into Final Crisis. Oh, and nice. If you haven't read Seven Soldiers, do it. It's amazing. Yeah, I have not read it. You've it, been telling me about it, though. It's been really good. It's got a cast of characters who I really like, too. I think I'd be into it. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, like... I mean, it's it's well-known superheroes, but not ones that usually that people go out of their yeah, way like for. Yeah, like B slash C list, yeah. Yeah, like, but a, a lot of them, like, this reading Seven Soldiers has made me want to dig into them more, especially, like, Zatanna and uh, Mr. Miracle. Yeah, they're not nobodies. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Zatanna, uh, Mr. Miracle, um, The Shining Knight. Yep. Um, Bulleteer I've been enjoying a lot. Oh, wait, Frankenstein, who? Bulleteer. Oh, I don't know the Bulleteer, actually. I, I don't I, can't, I don't know how, like, big she is, technically, or, like, how much property she has, but I I know there's other stuff It could be a deep cut, too. Morrison, like, loves the deep cuts especially with like uh dc stuff oh yeah and then the manhattan guardian has been one of my favorite in oh that. interesting i don't know I, them either i think it's that's an original morrison but okay. it, it's literally like a dude a former cop who like hated being a cop and he was like sickened by it and then he becomes like a journalist for this uh it's called the manhattan guardian where it's like literally just civilians that write for them and oh, that's and, cool yeah it's a really cool concept i like that yeah yeah it, it's awesome throwing down the badge be like fuck this bullshit yeah, oh yeah i like that um. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein's in that too, isn't he? Yep. Frankenstein's yep. DC great. DC Frankenstein is the shit. I love him so much. Oh yeah. It was like Geralt of Rivia before Geralt. No, mm-hmm. the way he writes it too. He's so like Shakespearean and shit like that. Like That's it, cool. it's a really cool take. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I wonder if uh, what a good adaptation for that would be if we ever did Seven Soldiers because it's a lot of different characters. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'm be trying tough. to think. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if you could ever do a adaptation or anything. Unless they make a Seven Soldiers it. thing. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Um, was that, was there anything else on my list here? No, I think, believe that was it. But yeah, um, going back to anything we've done before, like Hellboy, that'd be a good one to return to. Oh yeah. Swamp um, Thing. Swamp. Oh, if, we got to go back to Swamp Thing. That's easily. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So, th- and uh, by, by all means, if you want to leave requests, uh, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. That's where you can guarantee yourself a request. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll make room for it as soon as possible. As soon as you sign up, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll see it, but leave me a reminder if I don't mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at agents of podcast because you can also suggest things for us to do. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, even if you just suggest it, we're always going to look at that first. Yeah. yeah. Um, like someone suggested that we do the Constantine TV show. So I put it up to a vote. We ended up doing the movie cause it lost the vote, but yeah, <laughs> still, I mean, it's something we considered and it was something we will do now that we know people are interested in it. Oh, yeah, because I definitely want to read more Constantine books, too. Yep. You know what's going to be tough for me is on Monday, our Constantine episode is going to come up and I'm going to I'm going to try to pronounce his name the right way. I'm going to try to change my ways. OK, see, I, I, I was going to wait till uh, the constant the Hellblazer episode. But like, is there actually a definitive answer? Yes. 
But the problem is the definitive answer is not the one that most people agree on. So the definitive is Constantine. Constantine. It is. You'll you'll see references if you read Swamp Thing. He'll even make jokes. It's Constantine. Really? Like, tell the time. Okay. Like, he'll say things like that. So you know that's what it's supposed to be. Gotcha. It's just, it got the, it got, it, the it got shit Americanized. Americanized out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Alan Moore's just like, I don't even care. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a losing battle. And even in the TV show, in the CW show, he calls himself Constantine. Really? Even in the most popular Constantine... I'll do it now. I'm starting now. Adaptation. <laughs> they call him Constantine. Because when I was okay. watching that CW crossover, he knocks on the door and he's like, Constantine here. I was like, oh shit, they're doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to do it right. <laughs> it, exactly. Like, maybe let's be the change we want to see in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we're going to get started here. We do have a couple awards to go through here. We're going to do this kind of like an award show. Yeah. We, we came up with categories for all the things we've read as we've gone through this year. And we took some requests on Twitter as well for things to add to this. We're great additions, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- thank you, Nick, for, for suggesting these on Twitter. He gave us, like, the uh, fist pump moment. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. What the fuck moment, which I'm so happy he suggested. That's oh, yeah. such a good one. <laughs> that was a hard one to nail down. Oh, it, that was the toughest question so far. <laughs> right. <laughs> I even had some ones where I was like, how could I have forgotten that? Yep. You know what? I changed my mind. Let's start with that one. Okay. We were talking about that. So there's two of them. There's what most what the fuck moment in a comic and most what the fuck moment in an adaptation. We'll start with comic. Okay. What do you have written down for that one? Literally all of Doomsday Clock. Oh, I had the same answer. <laughs> 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 like there's there's not there's too many moments to pick one. I have the one. same answer. Can I can I, I have I narrowed it down to one specific thing just because I thought I should. Okay. And it was the idea that all you have to do to fix the Watchmen universe is to put a baby Clark Kent in there. Oh, yeah. That was the ending, if you don't remember. (laughs) No, I remember. The ending is they bring a baby Clark Kent to the Watchmen universe, and the implication is... The world is saved. Yeah. <laughs> Just insert a baby Superman and he'll fix <laughs> he'll fix everything. Not only that, we talked about this in the episode, but I think the funniest part about that is when they bring him back, I think they even show the date. They bring him back like moments before the nuclear war was about to happen. Oh my god, you're right. So he doesn't even have a chance to be Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say what They the brought fuck? him over there to get fucking obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> Right, they bring him, they're just standing around the crib, they're like, alright, we need to nail this down perfectly, we gotta raise him right, do everything on the track. Oh, what is that in the, the background? <laughs> oh, no. God! Boom! <laughs> Plan foiled. Like, good luck, Clark, save this universe if you can, <laughs> teleports away. Hey, what's that in the sky? <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> oh, God, bad timing. Oh, man. And Just, God- like, just the whole narrative of that comic is just the worst yeah it is the most like centrist like ooh, let's all be nice to each other bullshit no, i've ever read that in my probably life. should be my answer because that's the most offensive part in that comic is. is the fact that not only that but like the rorschach character is the one giving the <laughs> speech like and this is uh the son of uh i can't remember the the, the thera- therapist rorschach's name. Yeah. therapist yeah. yeah malcolm something i can't remember yeah i can't uh, but that's the new Rorschach is what Jeff Johns is telling us, which already I'm like, that's yeah. gross. Why Why would that dude like Rorschach? Why would, yeah. Why would he have any connection to him? Oh, he drove my dad insane. <laughs> what a cool guy. Love that guy. <laughs> what a dude. Oh, he was a horrible racist and a horrible alt-right, like, fucking extremist. What a swell person. Yeah, just an absolute sadist. Yeah, and then the speech given in Doomsday Clock is all about how both sides are wrong. 
identity politics. I'm like, <laughs> Jeff Johns. Holy shit. There's all sorts of shit out recently, too, about like Jeff, because Jeff Johns has basically stopped writing comics and he's all about like producing yeah, TV, TV shows stuff, and movies. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you saw all the stuff with like Ray Fisher, who yep. plays Cyborg on Justice League, but yep. like Jeff Johns was like a huge like abuse enabler on that whole set and everything. So he just confirmed to be the worst person. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that guy. Yeah. I mean, I, he, I know he's like wrote some decent stuff, but yeah, I'm just not. He's a big wrote fan. some okay stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. Even his most famous run, his Green Lantern stuff, I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, we talked about. Yeah, because, like, Night. Darkest Night, like, it was, it had moments, but, like, as a yeah. whole, like, I just didn't, I wasn't that grabbed by it's, it. He's all about, like, concepts and just, like, what if this thing was the opposite of this thing? Yeah. What if this thing was split into five alternating colors? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, but then what do they do? Nothing that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. we'll show a flash for a little bit and then just kind of move on to the next thing. There's zombies who have all the regrets of the people who were murdered them. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, but they're fake and they're just trying to troll people. Oh, that's <laughs> less cool. That's pretty lame. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, God, not my favorite writer. Not yeah. my favorite person. Nope. Yeah, so uh, Doomsday Clock, bad comic. Yeah. Lots of what the fuck moments in it. We paid money for that comic. Yeah, we did. Very upset with that. <laughs> we gave Jeff Johns money. But God damn it, we did. <laughs> Three Jokers, though, didn't buy that. <laughs> Proud of that one. Good Lord. Uh, all right, most what-the-fuck moment in an adaptation. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of contenders in this one. I feel like I'm probably forgetting stuff, too. I was going to say, I swapped out answers. I landed on two definitive okay, ones. Okay, okay. Number one, duck titties. Oh, Howard the Duck. Yes. I mean, I loved Howard the Duck as a whole. Like, Why do the ducks have to have nipples on their tits over their feathers? It doesn't make sense. It like, doesn't make sense, and it's weird. <laughs> it's just awkward. <laughs> and then uh, the, definitely the Catwoman basketball scene. The Catwoman basketball scene. <laughs> you reminded me of this just before we recorded, and I forgot yep. to even include it. That's an honorable mention for me. Like, that is just one of the few scenes in, like, we watch a lot of bad adaptations and that is movies and shows but like that was just the, one of the most glaring scenes where I was just completely dumbfounded and I don't think we even hated the Catwoman movie that much no like honestly like if you have a few beers or would get a little altered, like it's a it's a entertaining, funny yeah. movie to watch. And honestly, there's <laughs> at least one or two scenes where it feels like a Catwoman movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Which doesn't sound like an endorsement, but listen to some of this other shit we watched. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's some movies where it's like they never did any superhero stuff. Not at all. <laughs> so yeah, so that's definitely a big what the fuck scene. Also yep. the one where the cat meows into her mouth and rises her from the dead. Yeah, that whole it like zooms into the cat's mouth. <laughs> that whole cat ritual, like uh like revival scene or like the reincarnation scene is just weird as shit yeah. but i think we did end up liking the idea of catwoman being a mantle that passed through supernaturally through the ages no that, that's a great take that's i love that cool. take just the execution did not hit because oh, what they should have done for that movie is imagine a cold open where it's like ancient egypt dude you yeah see, you see like an ancient egyptian catwoman like robbing a pyramid yeah how sick would that be like robbing a crypt dude because it kind of reminds me of uh how like uh the catwoman comic was with killer croc yes where, like he had like a whole or, like you mean batwoman oh yeah batwoman yeah. that like they had like a whole origin of like of the his like of, crocs like, the, through his crocs through history yeah. and time and like that's an awesome take and, like yeah. i feel like you could do something very similar with like ancient egypt and like egyptian cat gods and, and shit it, like it's that. a cool thing to tie in later to a hero too. be like i thought i came up with the Catwoman idea it's like no it's always been a thing yeah it came to you because of fate no yeah like, that, that's kind of a cool take that's a cool take yeah so i mean Parts of that movie, not bad. Yeah. The movie itself, terrible. <laughs> that basketball scene, the most what the Egregious. fuck. Egregious. <laughs>
Okay, I'll tell you mine. I, I, that was an honorable mention, the Catwoman scene. Yeah, that was yeah. honorable mention. I did also get reminded uh, that for the Suicide Squad, when we, when we watched it, <laughs> yep. we did, to be fair, we avoided the worst scenes in that movie because we did not watch the director's cut. Yep. In the director's cut, there are a lot of really, really, really bad scenes. Yep. And I'll tell you, each one involves Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you die for me? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's too easy. <laughs> Would you live for me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, There's like, people who think that's a good Joker take. I I, I don't see it at all. I no. mean, I, I, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's when I fair. was like 13 and was obsessed with like emo music and shit like that, like yeah, I could see that being kind of badass. Maybe. But <laughs> maybe. But like and on top of that, like Jared Leto's also like a piece of shit. So it's like there's no oh, part of that I'm enjoying. That's the thing. Like that kind of take for Joker isn't the worst. But when you put Jared Leto in that position to play it. It yeah. just makes it that much. It's worse. like when that Morbius movie comes out. I'll already tell you. I'm very. I've sorry. already written that off. Yeah, I, I'm very sorry, everybody. We're not going to do that Morbius movie. And I, I hate it too because, like, I really don't know Morbius that well. But the little I have read we, of him, we like, did read one comic with, like, him, yeah. even in that Blade or uh, no, was that Blade? It was Blade. Yeah. No, wasn't that? Um... No. Well, it might have been more than one, but he was definitely in that Blade comic we did yeah. by Don McGregor. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he, and I mean, that wasn't even the greatest comic, but yeah. uh, but like, he was actually like, it's per- a cool concept for a character. Yeah, like it's a really cool concept. But yeah, that as soon as I saw Jared Leto attached to that, I already wrote it. Yeah, off. I'm out on that one. Yeah. I'm totally out. There's certain things that we're just gonna veto and not do because we just don't like it and we don't want to support it. Like yeah. New Mutants, we're never gonna do that. Yeah, like, Jared Leto's literally a cult leader at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude is fucked. He's got a lot of questionable things about him. Oh, yeah, it's, he has a bad history. It's very bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's certain things we're just never going to cover, like mm-hmm. that and New Mutants, because New yep. Mutants is terribly racist. Horrible, <laughs> yeah. Horribly the, racist. The few things I've seen, like, uh, like the tidbits from that movie, just sound absolutely atrocious. Yeah, and the, ra- and the, the racist, the, the director, <laughs> who is also racist, yep. doubled down on the racism. Yeah, literally just owned it. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? No, 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 you got to backpedal. No, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> no, you're just God. proving every. No, stop. Don't watch that movie. And not only that, but they turned Ilyana Rasputin, maybe the best X-Men character, mm-hmm. into a racist. <laughs> no, 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 no. And they had perfect casting. Yeah, dude. That, that's Anya a Taylor Joy, That should be Ilyana Rasputin. That's great casting. Oh, yeah. Because that's damn it, she's why? the one from The Witch, right? Yes, yeah, 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 that's her. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. She's so great in that. Yeah, she's great in everything. And yeah. I th- she, you, you saw she's going to be playing Furiosa in the new Mad Max movie. Holy shit, really? Yeah, they're doing like a- That Fu- got confirmed? Yeah, they're doing a Furiosa prequel. Holy fuck. Like hers, like- I he- knew they'd been rumoring that for a while, but yeah. I, I, I I, knew that that court case finally got settled or they kind of fused it out, but I, I knew that shit was in gridlock yes, for a while. So that, that'll be dope, I think. Hell yeah, I'm pumped for that. Yep. Um, so yeah, if only that could have been good because they're doing Demon Bear 2. God. <sighs> Demon Bear's a great... I, I'll say this. I, I mentioned it back when that was happening. I think we, we're going to find a way to do a New Mutants, just not do that movie. Yeah, there's got to be some other loose. Yeah, so that's something we could use your guys' Because I definitely want to read New Mutants comics. Yeah, and no, they're great, especially yeah. uh, that early run with like uh, Bill Sienkiewicz art. Yep. We're actually going to do some of his art. He did the Electra book we're going to do in a few weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so if anyone has a recommendation for maybe like an animated uh, episode of a sh- an X-Men show or something that features the New Mutants... It's got to pop up somewhere. It, that's what I mean. There's got to yeah. be something. Like even if it's like a short or anything, yeah, we'll we'll bend the rules so we can do Demon Bear. Demon Bear is so good, I love it. Oh yeah, we make the rules. Um, anyway, we got off track. The um, my most what the fuck moment. I didn't. I listed my runner ups, but not that. 
Um, my, another runner-up I had for that was uh, when Eddie Brock and Venom <laughs> jumped into the lobster tank and just started eating lobsters. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so many portions of that movie in the beginning where he's literally just, like, Frank as the trash man. <laughs> where he's just eating garbage. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, that lobster scene is so fucking that's good. That's absurd. Oh, man. Oh, but I, my winner was Superman throwing his logo. <laughs> in Superman 2. God, that shit is classic. Because there's no... That one, there's no way to explain that. Oh, no. Like, the other scenes, like, it at least can be explained by the plot a little bit. Yeah. It shouldn't have been there either way. But the Superman 2 one was like, nobody at any point during the production was like, why? Yeah. Or how? And it's never explained. No. And it, it's never even, like, alluded to. It no. just happens. It makes no sense. <laughs> and, like, it doesn't even do anything. No, and it's completely ineffective. It just immobilizes <laughs> Zod for, like, two seconds. Yeah. No, not even that. One of Zod's henchmen. Oh, that's for right. Two oh, yeah. It was the, the like, the gorilla, like, screaming <laughs> the dude. gorilla man. Yeah. <laughs> God, that movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the next category here? Uh, Fist pump moment in a comic book. So for just to translate that a little bit, it's just like badass hell yeah kind of moment. Yeah, moments where you just be like fuck yeah. Yeah, it's like a turn page and you're like yeah. Yep. Yeah, like those kind of moments happen in comic books a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I'll go first for this one. I wrote down the uh, the finale of Klaus, um, where that, Klaus yeah, is going was... against Krampus and he's yep. like, "There are no bad children." Yeah. So I think that's one of my favorite lines. Too. Oh yeah, definitely. It, that's such a good message too. Be like, yeah, this kid's a piece of shit, but he was raised by pieces of shit. Yeah, because that that's honestly one of the freaking like known truths of the universe is like there's no bad kids it's just bad parents exactly yeah that's so that i love that where like santa's like sticking up for him like no why can't he be saved he yep. just needs guidance exactly and so there are no bad children fuck you krampus god I, I gotta go back and read the rest of those klaus books yeah and i think we'll do that again on christmas i think we, uh, yeah, should, we definitely we should. should make that a christmas tradition as Honestly. long as there are uncovered klaus books definitely yeah because they're, they're not like done with those are they um they're not done unfortunately this christmas there's not going to be a new no, one no, but no. i don't think they're done no because yeah, i mean freaking you could do anything with that yeah oh yeah because he built that as like a universe where yeah. you can just tell a one-off at any point in history too yeah because that is not what most of the other books are yeah because like, we did like the definitive one like where it's like his origin yeah we did the only one that's like a complete arc of it's like a story. run yeah all the other ones are like one-offs yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. which to, yeah that's so, so cool because yeah because now you've established it it can be anything mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah, we'll definitely come back to that on Christmas Day like we did last time. Yep. Um, well, what did you have for a fist pump moment? This one was hard for me to track down. <laughs> one of the ones that's kind of tug-in-cheek was uh, Doom Patrol where the chief gets his head ripped off by you the You know what? Baker. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, that was just one. Like, it's not, really a moment, it it's not really a moment where you should be super excited, but I was finally just Shouldn't like, okay, be, <laughs> this is honestly just desserts right here. Like, yes. this, this has been a long time coming. No, that's fair. <laughs> Fucking... Fuck you, Chief. And then, and, and as a whole, or like as a composition, probably the most fuck yeah moments I've had is probably like m a lot of moments in Hellboy. That's fair. Yeah. I, and yeah, like just that is Hellboy's that, uh, uh, one where there's a lot of great page turns. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. I agree with there's that. There's just so many good moments. And Hellboy's just so like grandiosely written a lot of times where it's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and yeah, because those ones are a lot and of that's times. just one of my favorite universes. Yeah, for sure. It's like all cryptids and aliens yep. and all the cool shit we like, for yep, sure. Totally. All right, what is next here? Uh, oh, fist pump moment in an adaptation. This one is a little on the nose, but it's easily my favorite. Wait, is, is someone actually doing a fist pump? Blade. <laughs> nice. The actual Blade fist pump. <laughs> that is a great answer. I was not expecting that. Great right. answer. I, I, that's like, because that whole opening scene of the first Blade movie is just like, I could watch that 
every day for the rest of my life and enjoy it. Yeah, I think that was one thing we learned doing that, and we just did it, so go back and yeah, listen very to it. That was one thing we learned going through all three of the Blade movies, is the first Blade movie is exponentially better than the other two. Easily. It, it takes the cake Because the first Blade movie is just so impressive. It's just so fun all the way through, up until that one moment, which won't be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one moment for about ten seconds where it gets very the, weird. One producer just should have been like, cut that scene, perfect movie. Right, like that should have been in like the director's cut that no one no one really wants to watch. Yeah, the mommy cut. <laughs> the mommy cut. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so but that movie, yeah, you're right. It's so fucking good yeah. all the way through. And even the cheesy moments are very exciting because you're like, yeah, Blade is a fucking like anime hero. Exactly. Yeah, it's so good. Like, God, I love that movie. Yeah, that fist pump moment just shows you like, yeah, he's, he's a vampire hunter and he fucking loves his job. Right, just yeah. loves the shit out of it. That's a good answer. Hell yeah. Uh, mine was the canary cry. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. That's a great one. Because you're waiting the whole movie for that canary guy. Yeah, dude. They build it up a lot. Yeah. Because Black (laughs) Canary, uh, Journey Smollett, fantastic actress. Like, she's also in Lovecraft County, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Or country. I keep saying county, but it's country. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But yes, her as as Dinah Lance, so fucking good. It's a great casting. Great casting, yeah. And, and, like, she kicks ass in that movie. Does all her own stunts, too. Yep. Um... And yeah, when, and you're waiting the whole movie for her to do the canary cry. At, at a certain point, you might even be wondering if you hadn't seen it in the trailer. Like, does she even have her powers? Well, and then well, I, they do hint at it when she breaks the glass. But yeah, yeah, and there's even moments where it's like, well, because you don't even know specifically what take or like how they're gonna like portray Black Canary. Like they could have done a take where she's just really good at fighting and yeah, singing. It would have like, been fine. Yeah, fits and, in with the rest of the characters. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, but adding that canary cry at the last second was just yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, this is how it should have been. Yeah, fucking fuck yeah. chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's such. A good moment i love that dude speaking of journey smollett doing her own stunts i was i saw something on twitter where one of the recent episodes they it was like a fire scene where she actually like got got, like yeah she got like some pretty bad burns and like she had like some behind the scenes shots of her like getting like wrapped up from like her burns or whatever yeah 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 Yeah, she's just a badass oh yeah yeah no she's great so I'm really hoping that they like the, those birds of prey show up in other DC movies. God, yeah, I hope they expand off that. Did you see? You know that uh, James Gunn's doing Suicide Squad now, right? Yep. Um, in you know how it's which like I'm a, actually looking forward to. Oh, I'm excited to cover that. Yeah. yeah. You know how it's like a huge cast of like 20 people. Yep. One of those characters is Michael Rooker playing Savant. You remember Savant? Hell yeah. From yeah. Birds of Prey? Yep. He's playing that character. No way. He even has the white hair like straightened out. Oh, damn, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I'm... He, yeah, he was great in that Gail Simone run. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of, like, even Gail Simone retweeted a thing where it was like, if Savant is in this book, I, or in this movie, like, I feel like the Birds of Prey should make an appearance. I would and, love that. Because Harley's in it, too. Hell yeah. Like, I feel like, and if that was, if they were going to do that, I feel like they'd keep it under wraps. So oh, yeah, definitely. That's my secret uh, irrational hope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not expecting it, but I am. It, it has I mean, to happen now. It wouldn't be, I feel like it wouldn't be hard to pull off, so it's just it like, why not? It could just be like not? Ezra Miller in Suicide squad where you show him for one scene maybe they're the people who arrested savant yeah and they bring him in it's just one scene yeah totally just have them kicking savant's ass be like you're in jail now yeah and then that's the rest of the movie yeah like, for that sure. would be enough for me i think that would be really cool no i would really enjoy that and, and, and it should be dinah that takes him out oh for sure mm-hmm. all right so that was fist pump now uh this this is another one that was recommended to us on twitter this one or actually this one was recommended on discord by uh by our good friend llama most emotional scene in a comic Mm-hmm. And most emotional scene in an adaptation. So yep. this is more like a feels moment. Oh yeah, lot, lot of, lot to choose from. Yep, um, I'll tell you mine first. Mine was uh, All Star Superman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pa Kent. 
Oh god, dude. Yep. That there's a lot from All Star Superman is, you could have picked. This one hit me the hardest because yeah, yeah. Th- just to wrap it up very quickly, it's basically Superman from the future comes back to the past to try to stop like a time related event, mm-hmm. and you don't know it's Superman at first. Yeah, he, he has like his head wrapped man. up on purpose, so yep. nobody knows. Yep. And uh, and like Clark Kent is off distracted fighting the Chrono Monster. And uh, the older Clark Kent is just hanging out with Pa Kent in the field mm-hmm. because he knows pa, this is Pa's last moments. Yeah. And so he came back from the future to be with him. Yeah. And, and they're just sitting in the field and Pa Kent's like, and he knows. Yeah. But you don't know yet, but he, like, because you, if you're a dad, I feel like you would recognize your son's voice even wrapped up. Oh, easily. So you, you can tell by the end of this issue, he knew the whole time. Yeah. Because he walks up to this wrapped up Superman and he just asks him, he's like, so... Does it all turn out right in the end? Yeah. And and the older Superman's just like, it all turns out right. Yeah. Like you raised a good son. Mm-hmm. And then Pa Kent has a heart attack and dies. And the young and the young Clark just trying to go as fast as he can. His hair's on fire because yeah, he's going dude. so fast. God. And he's just like, I can save everyone. Yep. And it's the lesson. You can't save everyone. That's such a good moment. That's maybe Holy my fuck. favorite moment in comics completely i that and we've talked about it. all-star superman is probably my favorite comic ever yeah yeah and that's that issue is a huge reason why oh for sure yeah uh, god that that whole just that whole freaking book is just amazing yeah yeah for sure uh, what do you have written down for most most emotional scene in the comic uh again this was a me being the most decisive person on the planet for a lot of these was so hard to nail i switched them out so many times hey, you, but, have, you have honorable mentions to spare yeah yeah i mean that was definitely an honorable mention mm-hmm. and then but the one i landed on was uh x23 Oh, that's a good one. The ending where she ends up killing. Oh, where she accidentally kills her mom. And then even in those moments, her mom is like, no, you be yourself. Don't be what we made you. Yeah, dude. God, that that book tore my heart out. God, man. Yeah. uh, Her mom goes through. uh, What was her name? Emily Kinney. I'm drawing a blank now. I want to say Sarah. Oh, Sarah Kinney. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. it is Sarah. Um, yeah, Sarah Kinney. Like she has such a good redemption arc in that because mm-hmm. she starts out as just kind of like this person who's just just like you know I, I'm just doing it for the dollar, nothing else. Like I'm here to do a job. I can't blame for that. I just need money. Yeah. And then by the end, she's like, no, it's worth so much. But, like the ethics of what we're doing here, it's not like we have to consider the ethics. Mm-hmm. It's like I compare it to like like a programmer who like found out they were working like building like missiles. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden they woke up one day and they were like, I can't do this anymore. I'm killing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of the same thing. It's like I'm doing I'm doing science. I'm doing what on on paper is just harmless science, yeah, but the there, way it's being used. There is a weapon of mass destruction that was created from my DNA. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> it's my daughter. Yeah, that I gave birth to. And I'm trying to distance myself. Yeah, God, that's such an emotional moment because it's the first time too where I think she like she gives her her name too. Yeah, like, you're Laura. Yeah, don't ever let anyone call you X twenty three. Hmm. Because through most of that, like Laura, like is just completely distanced from her. Like she doesn't want anything to do with her. Really, because yeah. she's just totally detached. And then like the moment. But she's finally ready to be like freaking embrace like her mother as like an actual mother and it's like it's too late it's yeah like oh, that, that's God. such a good moment and that, that line too is like don't ever let anyone tell you that you're yep. x23 oh, God, and that's dude. one thing that a lot of writers don't get later on there's a lot of books later on where other x-men will call her x23 it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah what i there, hate that there's a really <laughs> good scene in uh in hickman and uh, later on in hoxpox after what you've read mm-hmm. um uh where they go up to laura and they're giving her like a secret mission and um and they call her uh, X twenty three I think and she goes it's Wolverine and then uh, Logan's behind her and she, and he's like you fucking tell him <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love that yeah that's like, awesome you tell him you're Wolverine hell Fuck yeah. yeah hell yeah yeah Laura's great all right what comes up next here oh yeah most emotional scene in an adaptation we're not done with the feels yet yeah right get your handkerchiefs out. <laughs> right uh I'll go first for this one I wrote down uh, into the Spider Verse. Mm. Uh, the scene right after Aaron dies, yeah, and uh, and Peter Parker and the other Spider-Man wrap him up in the chair. 
Oh, like, so yeah. Because they don't want him to go after him. They think he's too young. They think he'll die. Yeah, when his dad's talking to him on the other yep. side of the door. Because his dad's Why do you got to pick these dad moments? <laughs> <laughs> I pick the mom moments. <laughs> it's all about the parents here. Right. And then because it, it's just so heavy because his, like, his brother, because the whole dynamic between him and Aaron yep. was like they, they were on opposite sides. He kept like he, he was like him and Aaron don't talk anymore. Yep. And he regrets that. He regrets letting Aaron go and just distancing himself. Yeah. And trying to keep his son away from like his brother his whole life. Right. Because if he had just like kept in communication with Aaron, like Aaron didn't seem like he wrote him off. No, no, no. It was one way. Yep. It was just like, no, you're I can't deal with you. Yeah. Like, for completely irrational reasons. Yep. Yeah. And so like and then by the time he realizes like he's distancing. Dis- distancing miles the same way he like knocks on his door he's like no miles like this can't be the end like just fucking reach out to me yeah and yeah. miles is wrapped up he's like no <laughs> damn you peter it's like god damn it just break through i swear dad i was wrapped up by a spider ham right <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah sure sure <laughs> it was a pig a cartoon pig that <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to a doctor <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so that was mine i because that whole movie we did that very early in the podcast yeah yeah honestly i think that I'll talk about it later. I was about to spoil one of my later ones. <laughs> I won't get to it yet. Yeah, yeah. What's your answer? Hold your horses. Um, well, again, this is one where I, it was hard to pick between two, but this is another X-23 related, but Logan. Oh, I the mean, Logan movie, yeah. So many scenes from that, but I mean, the main one is when he's burying a Charles. Oh. And then, and then like, I mean, it's this, just the shot where it's, oh, just, okay. yeah, it's yeah. just the hand shot, and then Laura reaches out and just grabs Lo- uh, Logan by like Damn the it. arm. It's just like, fuck! I, I thought you were going to say, and this is also probably a contender, uh, Logan's funeral. Oh, that too, yeah. When she Because le- it's like the first time she's like, Dad. Oh, like, God, ah. dude. Fuck. <laughs> and the best part, too. Like, they have the cross there, like, for his grave, and then yep. she, she's about to leave, and then she's like, nah. Yep. Nah. Turns it over to the X. X. Oh, God, dude. Boom. That, like, they don't even say the words X-Men in that movie. I don't oh, think. no. It, yeah. That's the only reference to them. It's like, yep. X. He was an X-Men, damn it. That's the only one you needed. That was his life. He was the he was an X-Men, and that's what matters. Yep. Fuck yeah. God damn. God damn. Damn, we've done some good shit this year. Oh, yeah. We, talk about, we talked about Doomsday Clock and all the bad shit, but we've done some <laughs> good shit. Too. Oh, no. We've done a lot of good shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to drop a bombshell on you. This was not a question you were expecting. Best musical number by an anthropomorphic animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's only hmm. one. Was there only one? I'm going to say, Howard the Duck. <laughs> if it ain't funk, you can't feel it. I mean, that's Shot just... an arrow right through my heart. I mean, that's just a straight banger, like, any day of the Leah week. Leah Thompson, I fucking love you. Dude, God I, damn it. I just saw a post on Twitter that was, like, a Leah Thompson, like, Stan, like, uh, video or whatever. We stan Leah Thompson Dude, in this yeah. house. God, that... Uh, speaking of Howard the Duck, I, I forgot to send this to you, but, like, literally a few days ago at, like... 5 a.m. in the morning, Chad Johnson or Ocho, Ocho <laughs> Cinco yes. tweeted out like he was watching Howard the Duck. He's like, This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Just like, what? Like, that is so random, I, I, but I, I respect I it. Quote retweeted him. I was like, Do you agree that it's the best musical number of all time? <laughs> he did not reply to me. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, you know, he'd agree. I wanted Ocho Cinco to be like, You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> right. He shot an arrow right through my heart. <laughs> he shot it through everyone's heart. <laughs> oh, man. Get that planet on the phone. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Tell him he ain't coming home. God damn. Paul, do you have all the lyrics to this song memorized? I was going to say, yes. do you listen to the song every day? I listen to it. The week we watched that movie, I'm not going to lie, I listen to that song quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell. It is were... legitimately a banger. It's a banger. It's yes. a straight banger. All right, what do we have next here? Oh, this is a, this is a big one. This is a, this is a classic one. We're getting into the heavy hitters here. Yep. Favorite DC hero that we've read about. Mm-hmm. What do you have written down? Mine, I think, is going to be obvious. 
you want me to start? Yes. Again, me being super decisive. Uh, couldn't choose between Batman and Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. And because, I mean, Batman, that's like... That's fair. Yeah. B- before I even read comics, like, that's, like, something I've always that, been drawn I, to. Nobody would blame me for Something that I've always you. been in love with. That's just a, a lifelong thing. But for then, sure. Yeah, but then Swamp Thing, for sure. Nice. Swamp Thing was my answer. I think that would yeah, yeah. be pretty obvious. Yeah, Swamp Thing is, like, my favorite... One of my top three favorite characters ever. Oh, yeah. Um, my top three favorite characters are all from different realms, so we're going to talk about them all in a second here. Okay. Um, so, favorite uh, Marvel hero we've read about? Um, Again, hard to pin down. I would say either Silver Surfer Ooh, nice. or X-23. Ooh, nice. Okay. I doubt, yeah. Silver Surfer is a really good answer. X-23, also a very good answer. Yeah, I yeah. love Laura, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we should do more Silver Surfer stuff eventually. I would love to. Yeah, there's a lot of really good uh, content we could cover there. As far as adaptations, there is also a animated Silver Surfer TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of strange. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's kind of strange. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I saw that. It almost seems like a TV show that was not aimed at kids. Like It's very, like, Shakespearean. Almost. Oh, really? Yeah. It's hmm. very, like, uh, it's written almost like a Stan Lee kind of Silver Surfer kind of thing. Oh, that sounds like, interesting. Let it let it never be the the odds that stir us. Let it be the goal, like Hell that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. Damn, no way. Yeah. So I think that'd be interesting to cover for sure. Yeah, I'd totally be into that. Uh, for me, this one again might be obvious. Daredevil is. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned it at the top of the podcast. Favorite Marvel hero, maybe favorite hero overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because he's so consistently written, it's just such a detailed, layered character with so much fucking history of good written content. Yeah, um, I'm into the, but which. Daredevil oh, you're reading doing? the Brian Michael Bendis yeah, one, Yeah, Yeah, I'm about, I think, eight issues into the, the Bendis run, and that's just been phenomenal. Yeah, Bendis is where I started. Um, I Actually, I started reading a little bit of Frank Miller, but I, I really started it at Bendis. Okay. Because Bendis, you can pretty much read every issue of Daredevil from that point on, and you're going to hit very few stinkers. Okay. Like, Daredevil is the most consistently written comic book character of all time. Yeah, and yeah. I'll die on that hill any day. I think a lot of people will <laughs> me there. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty safe yeah, bet. There's no character who's been more consistently written since the 2000s, easily. Okay. Like, every single run is like, holy shit, this just keeps getting better. Hell yeah. And even the current run, the Chip Zdarsky one, maybe the best Daredevil run ever. Really? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, I know. I like Chip Zdarsky a lot, so I, that's... Yeah, we did his Howard the Duck book. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was great. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna cover that at some point because it's so fucking good. Hell yeah, and the art is fantastic. Um, favorite indie character that we've read about? Do I we have mean, the same answer. I mean, it's gotta be Hellboy. It is Hellboy. Yeah, but then could you you could make an argument for Klaus? Uh, Klaus I mean, is close. There's not a ton of material, but I did like, consider Klaus, but I also. Too. It's, I mean, Hellboy's Hellboy. my boy. He's my Hellboy. <laughs> it's Hellboy. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's gotta be. Hell, Hellboy's like one of the best comic book characters ever. I don't think there's a dispute there. I, it's hard to dispute. Yeah. I mean, they built a whole fucking publishing company off of it. So. I was gonna, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's hard to it's hard to argue against that. Right. Um, what do we have next here? Let's see. Let's see. Favorite comic book writer we covered so far. And it's not necessarily going to be the book that they wrote that yeah, you're yeah. voting for. It's like as we, a whole. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mine's obvious. It's Grant Morrison. That's fair. That's yeah. that, it's the most. And I've we've read, done a lot probably. of Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, and outside of the podcast, it's like the most material I've read. I've, I've, I think we're considering that a little bit in this question too. Is like, oh yeah, anything you've read by that writer, and then yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I knew you were going to say Grant Morrison, so I did not say Grant Morrison. Got to mix it up. I said Al Ewing. Uh, oh, for, that's great. Uh, Immortal Hulk. That Hell we yeah. Did. I think Al Ewing is one of the most consistent writers I've ever read. Definitely, yeah. Uh, anything he touches, it's like, this has got to be at least decent. Like yep. He swings and misses so rarely. 
Yeah, him and Hickman, I really need to dive into more. Those are both worth doing complete deep dives on. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like I said, you you could do complete read-throughs from the beginning to the end and run into very few stinkers on both of those. Hell, yeah. Uh, I think the Al Ewing read-through is uh, especially doable because he just started writing for Marvel in, like, 2013. Okay. So there's not that much to cover, and mm-hmm. his, the stuff that he starts with is really good. Um, like if you liked if you like like uh, Luke Cage and if you liked Spectrum uh, mm-hmm. from the uh, Strike Force run yep. that we just did, he did a really good New Avengers run that was uh, like Luke Cage leading his own Avengers. Oh, sick! It was really good. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen uh, snapshots from that. Blade makes an appearance in that as well. Hell yeah! Um, so yeah, so I think Al Ewing is uh, not only that, but writing some of the best comics that are out there right now uh, with Immortal Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. and a bunch of other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, Immortal Hulk. God, there were so many. Uh, like lists that we were doing for this where I wanted to throw a Mortal Hulk in there because like it it just missed like uh, the cake yeah. for like so many subjects for this because that that was another great book we read. Yeah, Mortal Hulk is at one point it was outselling Batman. It's yeah. a huge comic right now. It's yeah. amazing. So I highly recommend that. Um, I think we'll go back to that at some point. The only reason we yeah, stopped yeah. doing it is because it's an ongoing comic and we need more to come out before we can read more of it. Yep. Um, what do we have next here? So we did favorite, uh, favorite, yeah, favorite. I I wrote favorite artist slash penciler because sometimes it's a mix, and you can include either one. Yeah, Uh, I'll go first for this one. I wrote down, and we might have the same answer. I put down J. H. Williams for Batwoman. Okay, Um, I think that's, and we that was the first book we did. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a great one to start on. Yeah, the the art in that book is fucking a plus all the way through, and this like great panel design too, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely that, and then my two honorable mentions were Dan Mora. Oh, for, for Klaus. How did I forget Dan Moore? I didn't even include him on That should be an honorable mention for me, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, I mean, I've been hyping up X-23 enough, but I really liked Michael Choi in his his X-23 okay. for that. He, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that art. Nice. Like, yeah, that, I, I don't know if it gets a lot of like critical acclaim, but like I th- I really liked his Do- art style. It doesn't matter, yeah. No, that's a fair... I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, The, the honorable mentions I had were um, Trad Moore on Silver, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, yep. hell yeah. Yeah, that, that was really, really good. Uh, and again, a very unique style too. Yep. Uh, and then I had to include uh, Stephen Bissett on Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, segueing from that for going into favorite colorists, I actually I also have um, uh, who did you say? Tradmore or Tra- well, Tradmore. But then, uh, but specifically, I picked Dave Stewart for colors. Oh, Dave Stewart because he he colored game. Silver Surfer, and I didn't realize until when I was making this list, he also did a lot of colors for Batwoman. Yeah, when J.H. Williams did the penciling, he did the colors for that. He, he's the main Hellboy colorist as well. So, yeah, so I feel like whenever you combo J.H. Williams and uh, Dave, Stewart. Uh, Dave Stewart, like it, that's just asking for gold. Yeah, I think a lot of people would love to have Dave Stewart do the colors for him because he's he's one of the best colorists of all time. Yeah, yeah, like, it's amazing. Yeah, so that's a really good vote. Yep. And then yeah, another honorable mention for I think he mostly does penciling, but uh, Frank Quitely. But that's uh, mainly because a lot he does a lot of Grant Morrison, so I've seen a lot of his stuff, and well, I absolutely and love very, it. Very good artist. Oh, very, incredible! Yeah. Freaking All Star Superman. He he did a lot of uh, Invisibles, a lot of stuff like that. Like anytime. Mentalo. Yep. Anytime him X-Men. and Grant Morrison get together, yeah. it's just uh, love it. Oh for yeah, sure. dude, X Men. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, that's a masterpiece. All right, we're getting to the end of the list here. We're getting into the two big ones. These are the grand uh, grand finale ones here. Favorite comic and favorite adaptation that we've covered. These are the big ones. Uh, so we'll start out with, uh, we'll go in the order that we always do the podcast in. We'll start with the comic. What is the best comic, or your favorite, I should say, that we've done so far? And I'll, I'll narrow it down. Say the comic and the arc, if we did it for more than one arc. Okay. Well, I know you're probably going to say All-Star Superman. That's a fair bet, considering I already spoiled that. <laughs> so uh, that's an honorable mention. And 
this is gonna sound I know it's not gonna sound weird but surprising but I gotta say Batwoman maybe yeah that's because that that LG run that we started out with like that fucking hooked me yeah like that, be- th- between the the writing and the J and the the JH Williams fucking penciling and all that shit like that that shit like really hooked I me. I really like that answer because Batwoman is maybe is like I don't I don't think she's an like she's a very well-known character a lot yeah. of people really like her but I feel maybe, like it's underutilized. That's what I was about to say. Maybe the most underrated character in the truest definition of the word. Yeah. In DC. For because real. It's a character that should be as big as Batman. Mm-hmm. As big as Batman. Yeah, dude. I will stand Kate Kane. Of course. Like, yeah. I love her. Fucking great ass character and um is so underutilized. Half the time she doesn't even have an ongoing book. Right now she's not in any book right now. Oh, and like I mean, obviously it's tough because I mean Batman is uh, obviously Mount Rushmore like that's one of the most staple sure. comic characters of all and, time and it's a money printer and again yeah. it's like I feel like a lot of that is because it's like Batman is so popular and that's the male version where it's like Bat- I feel like a lot of people are turned off by Batwoman because it's like oh why do they gotta make Batman a woman yeah. and it's like just stop yeah well then, and that's and that's the crowd that we don't give a shit about exactly yeah. yeah that's the comic skate motherfuckers exactly yeah, fuck them but yeah no but I will stand Batwoman and KK hell yeah no, that's a great fucking character too hell I yeah I love it um, well, you spoiled my answer yeah. already. I, I went with All Star <laughs> Superman. I, I'll, I'll, I would cheat and say all twelve issues, but if I had to narrow it down to one or the other, I would say the first six. Yeah, are, are especially my favorite. Definitely, because um, that's what includes like the Pot Kent issue and um, and like the um, the lowest one. Yeah, the lowest one, and all the all like it's all really fucking good. But I really like that first set. Yeah. Although yeah. the other really good issue in that is the one where there like, it's like the day in the life of Superman. That's issue eight or nine, I think, or is maybe that- it's ten. Is that the one where? No, that's not that interview with Lex Luthor, is it? No, that one. That one's in one through six. Okay, that, that's number yeah, six, that's, I think. Yep, yep. So that's included in what I voted for. But there's also the one where it's like the day in the life, and he's like creating the alternate universe. Gotcha. Where like they come up with that theory of like you know like superheroes are important because it helps us emulate who we want to be, and by doing that, we will become better. Mm-hmm. That's like the perfect thesis on superheroes, like put on paper. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. That had that. I'm going to cheat. I'm not narrowing it down to one through six. <laughs> I'm doing one through 12. I'm breaking all the rules. <laughs> Fuck you. It's my podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. The final vote here. Favorite adaptation that we've done so far. I have a lot of honorable mentions on this one. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, this, this one was tough. And I'll go first because I think I've said this before. I think Into the Spider-Verse is the best superhero movie ever made. Easily because, the best animated. And, and not only that, and it, but... Honestly, I'd, I'd probably say best overall. Yeah, and not, only, and not only that, but I think if you're going to talk about it as an adaptation of a superhero, I don't think anyone's ever adapt, like adapted a comic book like they've adapted that. Like, oh, that, no. That felt like you were making a comic book into a movie in the yep. way that none of these other ones do. Oh, totally. Like, the other ones felt like they were movies set kind of about the same thing. This one felt like you were adapting an actual comic story. Yep. And like just including shit that like people would catch up on, just like comic books. Like you'll catch up on this shit. Yeah, totally. So I think that I think that's the easiest answer for me. Um because I think that's the best comic book adaptation we've done. Um honorable mentions I did include Watchmen. Like I said, I think that's a fantastic yep. fucking show. Totally. Um Hellboy two I put in there, the Golden Army. Yep. Um Birds of Prey is in there for me as well. And then I put Thor Ragnarok. That's oh, another yeah. uh, honorable mention for me. No, those are good picks. I did the the main two I had because I I mean I knew you were gonna pick uh, Spider Verse obviously. Yeah. I mean that's obviously not honorable mention for me. But my top two that I landed on were Logan and Blade. Ooh, nice. Which I mean Blade like that's we talked um, we just talked about it. Yeah, yeah all, very very. Classic. I could talk about that movie all day, but yeah. yeah, and then holds up very well. And then Logan is just as a whole is just a freaking just a masterpiece. Special, that's a special movie. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. It, it felt like it. 
Oh, it was like carving out a place for itself in that X Men universe that had like it had no right to be that good. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was an adaptation of a Mark Miller comic. It had no right to be that good. Absolutely. But, oh God. And I, I very much subscribe to the the David Lynch philosophy that like you got to have like a good balance of light and dark in in a movie to make it a great movie. And yeah. that that movie just has so many good moments of pure darkness and pure light that it's just it just when you mash it all together it is just fucking perfect right you'll, you'll, you'll be like it. feeling like oh man things have been really shitty in this movie i'm feeling pretty down and then there'll just be this moment where you're like oh yeah i didn't know i could feel feelings <laughs> <laughs> it, it's unbelievable yeah god damn that's a good movie right all right, but that'll bring us to the end of our, our awards. That was that was the big Kahuna Burger, right? Oh there. yeah. Um. So we we have a lot more to do as as the year goes on. We'll, I mean, we'll be back doing another uh another roundup when year two wraps up here. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll call this uh this this podcast episode Agents of Comic Book Year One. I like that's that. That's a good title, right? <laughs> I like <Right>? that. <laughs> All right. And uh, some things I want to call out at the end here. I want to thank everyone who's helped us out with the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, starting, of course, with our uh, loyal fans on Patreon, anyone who's ever requested an episode. Because um, all the people who have requested episodes for us so far have stayed on Patreon. Yeah. I, I've, I've been very clear about our Patreon that if you want to get a request, you can leave the request and just leave. Oh, if yeah. You want and to. We will have no. We will, ha- we will hold nothing against you. Oh, no. That, that's what you signed up for was to yep. get your episode. We totally get that. But everyone who's done it has stuck around and been a, a patron this whole time yeah. and supported our podcast. And Which, I could not appreciate that anymore. Yeah, yeah. can't thank you enough. So I'm going to call you out by name, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, with CJ, like we said, uh, you know, awesome friend on the Discord. We met him at C2E2. Great guy. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he did request that we do Catwoman, so we have him to thank for that. It was a great comic. It, it was. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had us do uh, Selena's Big Score, which we liked a lot. And Hell yeah. And watched the Catwoman movie. That was a fun week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we appreciate that, CJ. We also have uh, Justin Lake, who uh, came on and requested that we do that three-part uh, Thor series. Hell yeah. The Jason Aaron Thor and going through all the Thor movies. So thanks again for that, Justin. Yeah, that was a great And experience. then we have uh, Darkside Taser over on Twitter, who had us do that Power Rangers series, which was one we were ended up liking a yeah, lot. That, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, we did. We weren't even expecting. It. We we're like Power Rangers. Sure, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, it could be yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, go back watching that show. It was fucking great. Yeah, that was a fun <laughs> one. So three great requests. I appreciate it, guy. And all three of them have been uh, on yeah. Patreon for us the whole time since they signed up. So we could not. Again, we appreciate that so much. You guys have been awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, again, if you want to sign up on Patreon, it's only a five dollar level to request one episode, or a fifteen dollars to do up to three episodes. Uh, so that's totally up to you what 10? you want to do. Or sorry, ten dollars to yeah. do three episodes here, right? <laughs> Trying to, $3? Yeah, trying to upscale that price. <laughs> it's cheaper to do three. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, I do also want to call out all the guests who have joined us on oh, the yeah. episodes that we've done. Uh, the first couple ones were, were friends of ours that we know. Our, our roommate Lucas came on to help us with the the Joker episode. Mm-hmm. And then our, our good friend Josh came on to do the Watchmen series with us as well. Yep. I do also want to thank uh, Dan. We mentioned him earlier. Uh, Dan yeah. from the Super Sons podcast. A, a huge DC Comics podcast. I highly recommend it to everybody. Oh, yeah. He's um, doing a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, Great guy, great friend, uh, does a lot of cool stuff, um, has a great Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Definitely recommend following him and his podcast. Yeah, he has got he's, he tweets a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth a follow. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, again, thanks for him uh, for joining us on that Suicide Squad episode. I also want to thank uh, Young Deuces, who joined us for that aforementioned uh, Power Rangers episode. Yep. Came on and gave us some well-needed Power Rangers knowledge to flex on us with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was well appreciated. Yep, and, and he's been telling me to, 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 that we should do Power Rangers on the podcast forever. So when that was requested on Patreon, I was like, we can't not have you on here. Like, come on. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah so, no, so. that was a great, great addition. Yep, so I appreciated him coming on here. Um, yeah, check out uh, Geek Set Podcast that he's oh, got going yes. on. 
Yes, yes, please do that. Geek Set Podcast is a great podcast. They do a lot of like, I mean, they haven't done it this year, obviously, but they, yeah. they love going to like all the different cons and like, yep. you know, doing tours and interviews and shit like that. Yeah, they got um, a lot of cool stuff over there. Yeah, they, they have a podcast that's all about like, you know, discussing like hip hop music and different like nerd, uh, culture. nerd culture. Like they yep. do a lot of anime stuff and a lot of different uh, comic books and whatnot. So, oh, yeah. Really, really good podcast to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of do kind of like what we're doing this week where they all just sit around a table and drink and talk about shit. It's, it's a fun lesson. Hell yeah. Um, so, again, thanks, thanks, Young Deuces, for joining us on that Power Rangers episode. Um, we don't we do not do guests often, so maybe that's something we should focus on more for, for yeah, you, too. Yeah, I'd love to. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so if anyone ever wants to appear on, if you have a podcast of your own, or if you want to sh- show up on the podcast, hit us up on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we're, uh, you know, what what book we should do, what what fits for what both of our interests are, what fits in that week. Yep. Because um, as we mentioned, our original plan was to do adaptations as they come out, and those have stopped happening. Yeah, we got nothing but time for a uh, foreseeable future. <laughs> That's right. We, we are <laughs> wide open. Oh yeah. Uh, so thanks everyone who's joined us on the podcast. We really appreciate you making time for that, especially you know when we're a podcast like this where you have to like read up on a book and watch a movie at a time. It's like it's like research too. So these guys were really prepared. Oh, absolutely! To come yeah. on and help us with the podcast. We we really appreciate that. Definitely. Um. Sorry. So so thanks thanks all the patrons, all the guests, everyone who listens to the podcast yeah, every week, all the fans. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Like I'm I'm always surprised, but that people are actually listening to this. Like it's always oh, a, yeah. a good it's, surprise. It, it's all it, that's just something that always amazes me. It's just yeah. like people actually listen to the things that like I talk about. It's yeah. Like, why would they? That's <laughs> it, it, awesome though. Because we uh, and and again, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll follow you back. We like Hell to have yeah. a two way discourse. You know, we're not better than anyone else. No. Yeah. I mean, a, a big focus of this was like to be a book club. So like, we want the interaction. Yeah. Yeah, like we, want, we want it to be interactive, a two-way street. Yeah, Hell for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, we've met some great people just even on just on Twitter. Like, uh, Definitely. Like the people who we interact with the most. We met, we mentioned uh, Nick, who always interacts with the podcast. Um uh, uh Mr. Mr. Rama over the the Hellboy fan oh, hell yeah. uh, Twitter <laughs> account. He's always he's always uh, you know talking to us about different comic shit. So yep, a lot uh, of great people on the Discord too. Yep, love oh, yeah, interacting sure. with that. Yep, Llama, CJ, uh, Justin, all, all the people on Twitter. I, yeah, really, really, really appreciate them. Oh uh, yeah, Shiv, all them. I love them absolutely. Um, so I appreciate all that. Um, again, we'll, we'll, we're not going anywhere. This is not the finale. We'll be back on Monday. We're, we're doing oh, yeah. more of our uh, our Spooktober, our Halloween-themed uh, shit we're coming up here with. Uh, we're Best next time week. of the year. That's right. Now, on Monday, <laughs> we're going to be doing Constantine. We're reading uh, Hellblazer by Garth Ennis, and we're going to be watching the Constantine movie, as you guys voted for, so we'll see how that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then on Halloween, we're going to be doing uh, kind of a, a different format than we've normally done. We're going to be doing a bunch of little one-offs of like short stories, like uh, Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show, kind of stuff like that, and yep. mixing in. See what we're we're going to see what we, we come up with for that episode. Boom, mishmash. Yeah. Um, so join us more for that. Uh, we're we're going to be pushing on for the year uh, through the quarantine. There's not a release date on any of these movies, but there is a release date on this podcast every oh, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so join us on Monday. We're doing more Hellblazer. Hell Constantine. Yeah. Oh, it. yes. <laughs> it's time for the Constantine. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I've just finished my whiskey. And- <laughs>